Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less. Today's movie we're going to be talking about is In the Tall Grass. It's directed and written by Vincenzo Natalia, starring Patrick Wilson as Ross, Lisa D'Olveria as fucking Becky, Avery Witted as Cal, Will Bowie Jr. as Tobin, and Harrison Gilbertson as Travis. The plot is, a brother and sister enter a field of tall grass to rescue a boy, but they soon realize they cannot escape and something evil lurks in the grass. Interesting tidbit about this movie, the story was initially written by Stephen King and his son, Joe, Joe Hill. So, 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of In the Tall Grass? I thought you were about to tell me that Jonah Hill was Stephen King's son. I almost did. I almost fucking did. Um, so this movie is a prime example on why I've never done a corn maze. Um, <laughs> I, I love it, but like I, I thought the movie was amazing. We were looking for things to watch and um, this someone actually requested this a while ago. I don't know who it was, but we pulled it off our list. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched a trailer and we were both sort of like, holy shit, we need to watch this right away. Yeah. And yeah, this I think I have a phobia of fucking cornfields now. Dude, I don't blame you. I've done it before. It's fucked up. It's worse than it was before. I shouldn't say I have one now. I should say it's very much worse. I'd say it's probably worse after watching this, but this movie is nuts, man. It is uh, start to finish, just a complete mindfuck. Like a lot of blink and you miss it type moments that you really do have to focus in on it. And you may even get as lost in the story as you do in the tall grass. So it's some it's a movie I feel like you really need to pay attention to. Um so yeah we can get into all the juicy details of this lunacy. Um naturally movie starts off by Becky puking her guts out on the side of the road and immediately up oh, she's pregnant. You know, Dude, that type of... I, I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, Steve hates this movie already. I'm like, what the fuck? It always she's, starts with a puke. She's puking oatmeal. It literally looks like cream corn. It. And they added a little texture to that used food. There was, oh, there was too much texture on that. Like, literally, is puke that textured? I mean, not for me. I'm spitting up like small chunks and nothing but liquid. You've never thrown up oatmeal before? I never eat oatmeal. or like hot dogs after you after you eat like hot dogs and then like the bunny and the hot dog comes up no oh my god oh uh, you kidding me you've done that at the cabin before when we used to go to the cabin i didn't do that at the cabin like unless you know something that i don't we'll never know the cabin I mean, is uh history now yeah what happens at the cabin stays well actually the cabin's just gone at this point but maybe maybe i did maybe i got so drunk i threw up hot dogs and i just don't remember <laughs> you wouldn't remember no I do remember cooking steak tips in the dark, though, and Lucas being like, these are the fucking best steak tips I've ever had in my life. But part of me thinks, well, you're quite drunk, too. So, I, But I will take that compliment. Oh, yeah. And he almost died because he was choking on a steak tip. Yeah, I remember just the, uh, you tried to you tried to kill him. 
I didn't try to kill him. He just <laughs> straight up pulled a whole like steak tip out of his throat. Oh, the good old days. Oh, I, I miss that place. But yeah. the funny thing about that place is it was in the woods too. Not in tall grass though. But um, Joanne and I are trying to get like a cabin or something for like vacations or weekends or whatever. I'm going to make sure it has a corn maze so we can get lost in it. Perfect. And who knows? Maybe someone will roll up and start puking their guts out before they go in. Oh, yeah. So yeah. did you notice like when uh, Becky and what's his face? Um, what the Cal. hell is his name? Cal. When Becky and Cal decide to go in the woods or in the cornfield there when they first start hearing the voice and they got separated and they were calling out to each other like the thing was fucking with the distance that their voice was in. Like it sounded like they were farther away from each other than they actually were. And then they would get closer and farther and farther away. Did you notice that? I did notice that because it sounded like their voices were coming from all directions. I bet this movie would have been awesome to listen to with if you had headphones on. I bet it'd be audio panning like crazy. But oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't listen to it with headphones on, but I could definitely see that as being pretty cool. So and there were some really crazy parts where the brother and sister, they got separated and they're like, jump. Oh, OK, you're right there. Jump again. And then they're like freaking a half a mile apart. The whole place just really fucks with everyone. It, you're The whole idea, I think, is you're supposed to be lost in there and supposed to, uh, I don't know, submit to this rock thing, which really I think it's just a meteor. Oh, yeah. Easy. Some sort of like alien stuff. Yeah, um, dude, I, I got really bummed out in the beginning of this movie when they were walking through the woods and they or I keep saying woods, but the cornfield and they <laughs> came upon that dead dog. The dog's name was Freddy. Aww. Dude, my dog's name is Freddy. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I was so sad. I wanted to shut it off. That's uh, that no pun intended, but that dog is rough. Yeah, that dog was rough and then it was alive rough again shape. later. So it's fine. Yeah. You know, just rough shape, rough but, shape, rough, yeah. rough, rough, rough. So, yeah, this dog like died and came back to life like a bunch of times. This movie, it's almost like the whole grass area thing. It seems like it's just this time bubble or it has to do a lot of, of uh, I don't know, time and like in the future, in the past and things happening over and over. Like one person's getting killed multiple times over and over. Becky, I think, died once or twice and it's weird, and that's one thing I liked about it. I love space, time, all that. It really took me a while to like, you know, as the movie went on, I, I was confused at first because I it didn't click with me that it was manipulating time. You know what I yeah. mean? Like things coming back to life. Like you said, Becky died several times. I didn't notice it. I mean, my notes even say here, like, what the hell happened to Becky? Because Cal just came upon a dead body when she was in the middle of like mud or something. It's very weird. It's it's a crazy story. But Cal stumbles upon his pregnant sister, seeing her dead and obviously wondering where the baby went. It's crazy because he's like, then finds this kid Tobin in the middle of the grass here. And Tobin's like, follow me or whatever. And he's like, you know. She's dead. She's with the grass now. Something like that, right? So Cal is just following Tobin. Tobin brings him to what we finally see is this giant meteor thing. And it's it looks like a big giant ass rock. It I mean, looks like an egg out of aliens. Yeah, exactly. It looked like one of the eggs out of aliens before the uh, face suckers come out for you. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like one of those alien pods from the movie Alien and Aliens and Alien 3. We forgot to talk about... Um, 
Tobin's dad, Ross, randomly just showing up in the middle of this cornfield. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. I uh, I had a go. feeling like the second we saw him, I was like, this dude's a part of something. Something's fucked up with this guy. It was so weird. And then Ross is played by Patrick Wilson, and he just showed up in the weirdest way. And Becky was like, oh, hey, like startled a little bit. But I think I would have been freaking out way more if some rando came up to me in the middle of this grass field. I would be like, what the fuck? I probably would have tried to attack. But yeah, Ross is I like, mean, technically Ross, at the time she was alone. Yeah. Ross and Ross was just like, oh, hey, uh, I'm trying to find my wife and kid. You know, let's go this way. I know the way type deal. So, um, yeah, he was awesome in this because Patrick Wilson, we don't typically see him in this kind of role where he plays the bad guy, right? We always see him kind of in these sinister movies where he tends to be the survivor or, uh, or something like that, you know? In this case, he's the villain. So that was new to me. And the thing is, is we don't know he's the villain until like more towards the end of the movie, I would say. Right, right. And, but you kind of knew right away something was off with him. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you're right. Patrick Patrick Wilson is like one of my favorite actors, and I think he absolutely crushes it in everything he's in. Um, like the Conjuring movies. I love the Conjuring movies. That whole universe. <laughs> that whole universe um, is fucking great. Yeah, and he plays Ed in the Conjuring universe. In mm-hmm. you know the Nun. He was in the Nun, the Annabelle movies. Um, Insidious. That reminds me, we should do an episode on the new um, Conjuring. No, Insidious movie that just came out. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd be down for that because that's a great series, too. Yeah. That yeah. actually just came out. So, yeah, I would, I'd definitely be down to check that out. Uh, wait, where did it come out on? I uh, don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, Roku, uh, where is this movie playing? Okay. Sounds you don't good. have to say it like it's Alexa or some shit. You just have to press a button and go Insidious 4, Red Door. Does, does Roku actually do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. I, I honestly love Roku. I think it's great. I threw one in the trash the other day. You should have given it to me. Well, uh, no, I didn't trash it. It's in a box in the basement. If you want it, you can have it. Cool. Cool. Well, I'll be up in, uh, you know, New England soon enough to go to Silver Scream Con. Oh, that's right. We should talk about that at the end. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that at the end, but we'll continue with the movie because it's a movie review podcast. I'm going to make a bullet point at the end so our old fucking decrepit asses don't forget to talk about it. Oh, yeah. My memory's trash. So thanks. Thank you for that. Yeah. So back to the movie. Back to the movie. So Becky dies. Cal Caesar. Uh, him and Tobin go running off. Becky's somehow still alive. Bumps into Ross. And we're just like, what is happening now? We're thinking that she was both dead and alive. So we're just not even sure at this point. But um, it looks like you wanted to talk a little bit about the cinematography with this movie. With like the overhead shots of the grass and everything. Yeah, I love that so much. Where the like you said, the overhead shots of the grass, um, especially that one scene later on where like the grass came alive, um, which we'll talk about. But like I, I love the overhead shots. It was just nicely done. Oh yeah. Um thank goodness for drones now. Cause those shots, you think back in the day, they probably had to use a helicopter or some sort of weird camera on a stick. That's just standing up about 40, 50 feet in the air. I, I don't know if that's the case. I think it's more helicopters, but who knows? Actually, I read that they uh, had giraffes on set. So the uh, cameraman was on the giraffe head. That makes total sense. You yeah. know, cameraman just riding a giraffe so they can get that aerial shot. Yeah. It's all about those giraffes, man. <laughs> Movie magic. <laughs> Movie magic. Like, is there literally a job where someone is just a giraffe wrangler? He's like, all right, time to get to work. We got to get the cameraman up on top of your head. Yeah. 
Gonna get the giraffe to wear a GoPro. Yep. Thing would just be shaking all over the place. You'd be like, I'm sick. Giraffe and it would have like infinite food. Yep. Oh, especially in that field. Absolutely. Be Mm -hmm. eating for days. And then the grass grows back in a second because it's, uh, I don't know, haunted grass, crazy grass, whatever you want to call it. It's weird. I like, I like haunted grass. Haunted grass. Yeah. It's basically haunted grass. So, um, yeah. So basically because it's a whole time suck, this whole grass area, it sucks people in and they don't realize how long they've been gone. So Cal and his sister, Becky, they've been kind of in there for a little while looking for Tobin and trying to get the hell out of there. And they're just like lost. And meanwhile, you see Travis riding in in his breakup truck and sees that Cal and Becky's car is like off to the side of the road in front of the church. And he looks inside and there was a burger that was like moldy, rotten with maggots all over it. And actually, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the movie, Cal's eating a burger, Becky throws up. So he left his burger in the car. But in order for a burger to go that rotten, that fast, it has to be weeks or at least a month, maybe more. So uh, Travis goes into this maze of grass, whatever, and he started doing the smart thing of breaking the grass to show like where he's going. I mean, he didn't have beans or breadcrumbs, nothing like that. So he had to make do by yeah, breaking this- grass. This bozo should have brought a can of beans with him to make himself a trail on his way out. Exactly. But, but still, Travis was the only smart person in this group that ran into that grass because he's the only one that decided to make it a path. So yeah. he knows where he went. Yeah, he seems like the type that would know to do that shit. You know, he seemed back- like he looked fucking homeless and he's the only guy that had brains. Yeah, he's like kind of backwoodsy, you know, yeah. someone that maybe is used to hunting and being out in the wilderness and shit like that. So... He knew to break the grass. And actually, when I went into a cornfield when I was younger, I think I remember that too, because you can get lost in that shit. So you need to find a way to get back. Like, remember your way back. And you had to do that shit. Yeah. I think I remember my uncle showing that to me. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah that's just, that's like when you went when you go hunting because I used to used to hunt. Like you'd follow the if you go deep into the woods, you'd follow markings on like trees. Exactly. Like you spray paint to- or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, breadcrumbs aren't going to work, but you can do that, at least. Beans? Beans wouldn't work either. No, some animal's going to come by and eat those things up. Yep. So, Travis is doing the smart thing, breaking the grass, trying to figure out how to get back. But the, however, this haunted grass is smart enough to be like, oh, fuck you, I'm, I'm going to untie myself. And it's like, okay, it unties itself. Now Travis is lost. He's stuck in there, too. And he also bumps into Tobin. So... Tobin is apparently all over the place at this point. And Tobin brings Travis to that giant rock. And I think it's at that point where he bumps into uh, like Cal, right? Or Cal or Becky or something like that. Or he finds Becky like dead. I don't know. It's like there's a whole bunch of shit going on at this point. Yeah. Well, this is the point when actually Ross figured out that the rock was what was manipulating time. Oh, that's right. And then he's starting to like, you know, tell everyone and he's like, I know, I know the way and he's showing them all the way that type deal. But yeah. then, then and also, didn't... also at the same time, Ross finds his wife or his wife finds Ross and she comes out of the grass into this clearing in the middle of the field where that rock is. Dude, what happens next was so fucking gruesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... And he fucking turns into like the great Kali and crushing skulls. Dude, he grabs his wife by the sides of the head with his hands and just squeezes. Yeah, like a cantaloupe. Yeah. Just Why? Explode. Why did he kill his wife? Is it because he knew she would come back, I would assume. Probably. Because he's, he's trying to intimidate these people. Sure. 
But sure. this this part also we find out that Freddy is alive again, so I was happy. Yeah. Oh, Freddy's back. He's back for now. Yeah. Yeah. So Freddy's back, just running all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so these people are trying to get away from Ross. Ross is clearly the an- antagonist at this point. We figure out, okay, he's literally going to kill his wife, about to kill his kid. So you have Cal and Becky and Travis and uh, Tobin. They're all trying to get out of there. And they end up finding their way towards a random bowling alley in the middle of this field. Okay. I was wondering what that was because I-, I thought it was just a warehouse. Oh, yeah. I mean, it. It kind of looks like a warehouse, but it's like looked like a, a kind of a rundown bowling alley. I mean, that's what I thought, at least. I saw the seats in some of the lanes, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, it makes sense. You're, you're yeah. right, for sure. Yeah. So they lock the door. They think they're safe. Uh, we find out that the brother, Cal, is a little too, uh, you know, likes his sister a little too much. And uh, that's when him and Travis get into it. They get into a little fight because Travis wanted to be with Becky and Becky didn't want anything to do with Travis, I guess, because Travis wanted her to abort the kid. So no dead kids, no dead kids in this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, almost. Almost. Wait, wrong, wrong. So fucking wrong. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, No, we'll get to that. So, oh my God. Yeah. So they're in the bowling alley and hiding out. Travis and Cal get in a fight because Cal likes his sister a little too much. And they end up going to the roof because they hear Ross trying to get the door open like an animal. Just because it's wedged close. It's like he shouldn't be able to get in, but he's literally just pushing that shit down. So they're up on the roof. Cal ends up like basically dropping Travis off the roof and he falls to the ground. And you think at this point, okay, Travis is dead because Cal's an asshole who wants to bang his sister. Yeah, he just wanted a Luke and Leia situation. Something like that. Dude, he Hans McGrubert him off the top of that building like it was a Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> he absolutely did. And I, at this point, I'm thinking like, yeah, Travis looks quite dead because that's a, that's a high fall. That's, I mean, falling off a bowling alley, pretty safe to say uh, you might be dead. Maybe not. Like maybe you just break both your legs. Who knows? I'd want to be dead if I fell from that height. Like I don't want to survive. I don't want to br- just break everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just be like, well, now I got to be laid up here for months and months and months because my legs are broken. My arms are broken. Uh, so is my jaw for some reason. Steve, if I ever fall off a building and everything's broken and I'm still alive, just just end me. You got it. No problem. Cool. I'll do the go. same for you. Oh, thanks. You're just like, you don't even have to fall off a building. I'll do the same for you. <laughs> So I like the next part, though, like Cal ends up running into Ross and Ross shows him that he's been killing him over and over again. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, because he sees dead bodies of him like all over the place. And yeah, Ross just keeps killing Cal over and over and over. And then so Becky runs off. She tries to get the hell out of there. And then we find her getting crowd surfed by these grass people that look like they're straight out of Silent Hill. Again, don't forget the part where Becky randomly found a pair of scissors in the mud and shoved them straight into Ross's brain. Ooh, yeah, you're right. Becky finds like it was scissors. It was okay. Scissors yeah, it was a random. Li- it was a little little piece of or a little uh, pair of like Crayola scissors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Ross gets stabbed in the eye and he's like, I don't need two eyes because I can see. Now it's starting to turn almost biblical because he has so much faith in this alien rock thing. So she runs off. Uh, eventually, she somehow gets cornered by these people hanging out in the grass. Like I said, looking like they're straight out of Silent Hill. And they crowd surf her into the middle of where that rock is. She wakes up. It looks like her brother Cal is uh, giving her water. 
and you know she's pregnant at this point probably ready to burst at any time she passes out she wakes up the brother is feeding her and i'm like i already know where this is going (laughs) he just let out a deep sigh tell us what happened steve so she's eating and she's like what is this? And you know, Cal is just like, don't worry, eat it. You need strength. And as she's finished, he's like, you ate it all. And she's like, something, this doesn't taste normal. It doesn't taste right. What is, what am I eating? And she looks over, uh, quite the dead baby. Actually, no more dead baby left. I think she ate her whole child. Just, oh yeah. So that's the dead kid. Yes. That's the dead kid part. Um, so we'll add that to the tally. Uh, it never I, ends. Ah, uh, God. You know what? Some dead kid parts are just like, oh, that's fucking rough. That, the, I will tell you this, the worst dead kid part I've ever seen in my life, and I don't even want to see it again, the movie Mother. You ever see Mother? I have never watched that. The one with Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, that one. No. Nope. Uh, I won't give it away then. Uh, I don't know if you're ever going to watch it. No, but... go ahead. Tell me. I love spoilers. Oh, that's right. You do love spoilers. So she's pregnant as well. Um... And, like, the house is full of these people who are worshipping her husband, who is a writer. And she gives birth, but she passes out. And the father grabs the baby and shows the baby to all his people. And the people are crowd surfing this baby around. And she's like, give me back my baby. And then all of a sudden you hear a snap. The baby broke its neck. And then they proceed to start eating the baby. All of them. Oh, just having a little snack of little infant? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that happened. I saw that. I'm like, that's rough. That's, uh... Yeah, that's not cool. That's, Out of uh, all the shit you watched, that one gave you trouble. Well, because it looked like a regular baby, and you hear the neck break. And you're just like, ooh, okay. And that, I was like, I already know what's happening now. And then they start eating it. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that's okay, right. Steve. The baby's fine. It didn't really die. It was just movie magic. Movie magic. That's right. So baby's living uh, perfectly well in a modest apartment. <laughs> yeah, it's grown up now. Yeah, grown up to an extent. So, uh... Okay, where are we now? Okay, yeah, so we're at the cannibalism part, and Becky, obviously, she's out of it. She actually ends up waking up, and it's Ross the whole time. It wasn't her brother. At that point, her brother was dead. Ross was feeding her the baby, and... (laughs) Well, you say say those words, and you're like, nah, not what actually happened. It did. It did happen. It's crazy. So, Ross was feeding her the baby, uh... Struggle ensues. Ross ends up getting stabbed in the eye again. And now he's basically blind. He's fighting Travis and they're getting into it. Ross uh, ends up stabbing Travis. And then Travis starts smashing uh, Ross's face into the rock over and over and over. And um, ends up strangling him to death, right? With fucking grass. I was like, I was kind of disappointed with that little final battle there. Yeah. I thought it was kind of lame that he just literally choked him out with grass. Exactly. I mean, grass can be sharp if you run your finger across it, right? But to literally use it as if it's a fucking rope, come on. Let's uh, let's be realistic here. Movie magic. We want them to be realistic about how he dies, but time travel and shit. Yeah. It's, it's fine. We're not complaining yeah. about that. Yeah, it's got time travel and all this bullshit. And so Becky doesn't survive. That was to be expected after... You know, Ross beat the shit out of her, and she was eating a baby, and I, I think I'd be done, too. I'd be like, eh, no, uh, I'm good. I don't want to be alive anymore. Yeah, yeah. Especially after eating a baby. No, I'm good. Send it. Yep. So now it's just Travis and Tobin, and they don't know how to get out of there, but with the rock, if you were to touch it, you have the ability to know how to get out of the grass, and you can see things, right? Okay, so I was a little confused, because he walked up, and they told him not 
to touch the rock or, or Tobin in the beginning of the movie, he was, he, um, Ross had him touch the rock and he was like, it feels good. And then at the end of the movie, was it Travis that touched the rock? Yeah. And it was you Travis. see all those red lines. Yep. And that's basically I, like the roadmap of the grass. Okay. Yeah. That's what that was. So he knew how to get out of there and he takes Tobin with him and he's just like, I need you to go and, and send a message. And he hands Tobin Becky's necklace that he took off her when she died. And Tobin's able to get out of the grass. And he ends up in the church that's across the street. And he just magically, I don't know, winds up in this room. He exits this door. And now he's in like the front of the building. And in front of the building is Becky and Cal about to get out of the car because they hear Tobin in the tall grass. So Tobin now is running up to try to stop Becky and Cal from going into the grass. And he hands her the necklace that she's wearing. So we're talking time travel shit again. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, like, it's kind of weird because she, when he gave her the necklace, it's almost like she knew exactly what, like it all clicked to her for some reason, even though she had no idea what was going on in that present moment. Yeah, exactly. So the, um, the cool thing though, is that obviously Travis is in there. He's stuck in there because he put his hand on the rock and now like he basically resides there. So all of this happened and somehow was able to just get right in front of her time wise. Then that's why they were so confused. Like, how the hell did you get here before us? Or how come you were so close? And he was just like, you know what? You've been gone for months. That type of deal. So it's um, it's a wild story of time travel, basically, in a grass field, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. cool because like going into it, I thought it was going to be like a slasher film or something because the trailer kind of makes it look that way. Yeah, and the end of the movie, really cool. Uh, yeah, they panned out shot of the film. Uh, I thought that was awesome, like uh, like you kind of mentioned here. I liked it. Corey, what do you give it? I give this five out of five dead kids. I thought it was great. Um, perfect. Uh, I think anyone listening to this should watch it immediately if you like suspense and psychological horror. Also, like I said before, I'm a huge Patrick Wilson fan and anything he's in, I want to watch. And as we also talked before, he's really never been a villain, which he was in this. And yeah. he absolutely stole the show. Oh, yeah. He was fucking creepy as hell. And uh, so I decided to go four out of five. I thought it was great. I think uh, there were parts where I was legitimately getting lost. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? But uh, it's, there's so much being thrown at you that it's hard to focus off the first watch. So you, you're probably going to have to watch this maybe twice or three times to be like, okay, now I see all this shit that's happening that maybe you've missed the first time. So um, it's a movie you have to rewatch. It's not like something you can watch it firsthand and go, oh, okay, that's great. It's like, okay, I missed a bunch of stuff. I have to go back. Because I yeah. remember when I was taking notes, I had to go back. And I was like, what did I just miss? I must have went back 10 times. I did that the first time we saw Dead Becky. Dead Becky, yeah. Because you're like, what the fuck? She's gone yeah. already? Completely just random. Yeah, it was so random because she looked like she's been dead for months. Like skeleton and everything. Or almost skeleton. That type deal. Like rigor mortis definitely set in. She's about to turn skeleton. So that's why I was like... What is happening? I was just reading your notes. Yep. Add one dead kid to the counter. <laughs> yeah. And fucking eye stuff, of course. Like that eye stuff, just like, ugh. Hate you, it. You, you have your like things like vomit and eye stuff. And I laugh every time. Yeah. Oh, and teeth. Teeth does it for me. Like anything Re teeth related, like if someone was to get hit in the mouth, like with a baseball bat or hammer or something, and it hits teeth, I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Oh, that's fun. So you'll never watch The Dentist? No. You, no have I, you ever heard of it? It's, it's a movie from like the 80s. Oh, I don't know, it? 1996. 
Yeah, about a, about a dentist that fucks you up when you're going to get your teeth cleaned. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, he catches his wife cheating on him. Yeah. And decides to just torment his patients. I guess that's one way to get over it. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll watch it and it'll make for good content because I'll just be like, one out of five. I had to watch nothing but teeth stuff. <laughs> Let's pick a movie that's just nothing but things that you hate. Oh, like teeth. You know, the one where the girl has teeth for a vagina. Did that bother you? No, I just thought it was funny. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the part where she bites uh, the gynecologist's fingers off. Fantastic. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's real. Like he didn't. He only heard it in myth. Apparently, there's a gynecologist myths of women having teeth vaginas. Isn't that on our recommended list too? It might be. It probably yeah. is. No, it's not. I feel like someone told us to watch that. I mean, obviously I, you've seen it, but that should be in there. But yeah, it looked like a request in the tall grasses there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we got plenty of requests. Uh, so we'll get into that whole little spiel at the end where I do my whole closing. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna actually be at Silver Scream Con. I'm uh, a little like pissed off at Jericho's prices, honestly. Yeah, that's bullshit. So here's the lineup for Silver Scream Con, which is put on by the band Ice Nine Kills, who I love. I think they're great. I've but... never heard one of their songs. Oh, it's good stuff. I know um, that their theme is, but yeah. So we've got Tony Todd, who, as you know, is Candyman. Uh, Skeet Ulrich from Scream. Uh, who else we got? We got. Tom Savini, special effects artist for Friday the 13th, made our custom COVID masks. Are you going to bring yours to try and get him sign it? Yep. I'm going to bring cool. it. Yeah. CJ Graham is there from Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives, one of my personal favorites. We got Tom Atkins from Halloween 3, Don Shanks is Michael Myers from Halloween 5, and Dick Warlock from Halloween 2. So we got a bunch of people in there. It does a lot. Oh, and Terry Kaiser from Weekend at Bernie's. Good fucking Lord. Yep. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. Alex Vincent, Child's Play 1 and 2, and Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, all that. Oh, and Leah Voicey from Terrifier 2, the one that did the uh, the song the for- The Clown Cafe. Clown Cafe. Yeah. So there's apparently a couple, um, there's a couple different Terrifier people there, but I'm kind of sad that the two main guys aren't there. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but- Or, because um, they were like literally doing like every convention. They are. They're keeping very, very busy. But I asked if we could talk to them on the podcast to uh, the dude at Screenbox, and I guess they're just book solid and they're not doing any press right now and they're getting ready for Terrifier 3. Yeah, that's just going to be out next year. Oh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm not surprised they're busy. They're doing all sorts of shit. I should bring my um, my Silent Night, Deadly Night vinyl and have Robert Wilson sign it. That'd be sick, right? Did you see that Alex Vincent and Christina Lee's are going to be there, too? Yep, I did see that. Yeah, that's It's going to be a good time. I can't wait. There's like a whole bunch of shit going on. I get to see some friends again. Uh, Definitely looking forward to that because, you know, being in Florida, I don't get to see my friends as often. So flying up to see everyone's going to be great. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, uh, all right. I think we can wrap it up here. Oh, Oh, yeah. Wait. So if if anyone's there, make sure to come and say hi to us. I'm sure we'll both be wearing our, our brand new shirt that we just dropped. Yep. Yep. We actually just released our store. Uh, I fixed the fucking bugs. So this shit is not slow loading at all. If you go to our site, boom, right away. It just loads up. Fucking GoDaddy. Fuck them. <laughs> fucking hate them. They're assholes. Uh, I love Scammers. the hatred GoDaddy. What kills me is making me pay extra just so I can have emails forward. 
I was like, this is bullshit. I've had this service for 10 years and I didn't have to pay for it. Because you want to switch over to Microsoft Office, I have to pay extra. That's your problem, not mine. And I know it's only two bucks a month or something, but still, that's money I shouldn't have to pay. They just wanted whatever money they can get. They nickel and dime you for everything, and they're, they have us on a, had us, past tense, on a 512 meg server. Like <laughs> I said, my phone is faster than that. That's so fucked up. So stupid. So dumb. Oh, Tony Todd's doing photo ops in costume. Ooh, damn. That that would be awesome. I don't like any of this, though. I'm looking at the prices right now. Uh-uh. Yeah, photo ops tend to be a little expensive, but some of them are pretty cool. I mean, I got my photo op with Alyssa Sutherland from Evil Dead Rise, and I got one with Art the Clown in costume. I thought that was awesome, as well as Jason from Jason Lips. But yeah, the photo ops can be a little pricey. That's how it is, man. You know, it's like at every convention, they're all like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's what it is. We'll be there. I got new business cards for us, by the way. They just came in today. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. The ones that are like almost borderline postcardy, but smaller size are cool. They're very cool. It's, uh, it's unique. People are going to look cool. at it and go, what the fuck? All right. Can't yeah, wait can, to see them. Yeah. I can scan it and get to see all of our services that we're on and everything like that. It's cool. It's really awesome. So, all right, everyone, I think uh, we're going to call it a night because we can literally hammer on forever about horror movies and cons and all this shit. So everyone, be sure to like, follow and subscribe on Facebook, X, Instagram, threads and YouTube. Leave us a five star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure and be sure to tell your friends. Uh, We're also a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network ranging from wrestling to heavy metal and horror. So definitely check that out. Visit 30screamsofless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. And if there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsofless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. And also, as we mentioned earlier, our online store is finally up. This shit has been in the making for a few months now because I was trying to figure out like how our shirts will look and the loading issue and all this bullshit and also waiting for our artwork to be finished for our shirts. So it's it was quite the process, but it's up. We got all sorts of stuff there. We got t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, glasses, stickers, coasters, all sorts of stuff. So definitely check that out. And with that in mind, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans. Mm-hmm.